Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you here for the final half hour of Oilers Now this week. Some guests of the show do receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the senses at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, pleased to welcome our next guest to the show because I'm excited to have this conversation about the Brick Invitational, among a few other things as we welcome our headliner today for... For Wilhock beef jerky, it's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. James Hamblin of the Edmonton Oilers organization jumping aboard with us. Hey, James, you're on with Brendan and Cam. How's it going today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking some time here in the off-season to reminisce, harken back to your time as a young Edmontonian boy and, and uh, participating in what I imagine for most young hockey players that get this chance is one of the most memorable experiences of your career, and that is, of course, playing inside West Edmonton Mall at the Brick Tournament. So, James, we'll get to the, the here and now in a little bit, but first, take me back to what you do remember of your time playing for Team Brick Alberta in that tournament. Yeah, uh, a ton of ton of memories from back then. I was kind of reminiscing. I ended up going to the game yesterday when they played uh, CCM Chicago, so I was kind of going down memory lane yesterday. Um, some of the best moments, though, just obviously winning the tournament. That was pretty special. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just kind of the atmosphere, the, the getting the chance to play in front of uh, what, what feels like fans, you know, and probably the first time you're not playing in front of just your family and friends so um you just have random people kind of coming and watching and you're playing in a mall uh, and you're getting to play against uh kids from all over so those are kind of just the the memories that i remember and like i said i had a lot of flashbacks being at uh, at the mall yesterday i love that you went there and watched some i it was the same james it was like that last year i went to go watch a game and next thing you know, I was there for about three of them. Like, it, it, it seemed like I would just be there for a little bit, but the, the hockey was so good, and and it was it was very well contested, and, like, two teams very good. So you want to stay and you want to watch. For, for you, the, you're an Edmonton guy. You grew up here. Like, going to the mall, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't as exotic as it would be for somebody coming yeah. from a different part of North America. Did they have, like, Team Brick, were you guys staying all together at that time or or were you, were you just staying at home during that tournament uh that's a good question uh i believe because i was from edmonton i was staying at home um i do believe all the teams kind of stay together uh for the most part during this thing which is super cool i mean if you get to stay at the mall it's the whole experience of uh just being there the whole time i, I know you're a kid right so you can play a game and then still go and hit the water park afterwards too so i'm sure they're having a lot of fun just uh doing everything they possibly can at West that just looking at the roster that you did win the uh, tournament with ian mitchell the the most notable other name to come off of that team as far as nhl products uh, any relationships that you've kind of kept up over the years that sort of thing yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Mitchell and I still uh, uh, stay in touch. Uh, there's still a lot of guys that, uh, you know, you, you can kind of grow up with, especially the kids that are, are from Edmonton. You, you grow up playing with them. Um, and it's kind of cool to look back and see where, where everyone's ended up. I was kind of going through and, 
you know, we had seven of those guys end up playing in, in the dub. Uh, we've had four guys end up playing NCAA. Uh, a lot of guys played junior A. So, you know, it's cool to see where, where everyone uh, ended up going after, after playing at the break. The year that, that you played and, and you said you guys won, and w- were there a few instances throughout the tournament where that just stick with you, whether it was a pivotal part of a game, whether it was the final, the semi, whatever it is, w- is there a few things from the event that will never leave your memory? Yeah, there's definitely a few. I think the first thing that comes to my mind, actually, and it, it's a learning moment for me, or it was a learning moment, we were... Uh, we're on the penalty kill, uh, and I think there was a loose puck in the corner. Really contested. I think I had a guy on me, and I, I decided I was going to try to just shoot it out the zone. Uh, not the best idea. I think I ended up fanning on it, or someone got a stick on it. He went to the D-man. The D-man walked, and I couldn't get in the lane in, in time. He shot, and he scored. And I remember that just coming back to the bench, and the coach, you know, not being mad at me, but it was a teaching moment. You know, I didn't have enough time to clear it, and he, he just basically said, you know, if you, if you don't have that time, uh, you know, hold the puck, try to find someone else. Don't just give it right back to them so that they can take a shot. That's for some reason, that's like a big thing that sticks out for me. A good learning moment for me. Uh, another one's probably the, the Jersey swap that they do at the end. Uh, it's just super cool having everyone on the ice and uh, every guy from every team and just being able to, to talk to everyone and try to swap jerseys. I ended up swapping jerseys with a, a guy named Ryan uh, Mackinchak. He, uh, he was on the uh, Detroit team that year. He was a goalie for Detroit. So, um, yeah, those are kind of two memories that stand out for me. I had no idea you did that. That is so cool. That is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. I still, uh, I still have the jersey to this day, so it's it's cool. So, I mean, this is probably the first experience that you you get where you're you're wearing you know the special jerseys and, and James, you obviously just saw it yesterday. You know, you've got uh, Minnesota decked out in the old North Stars uniforms. All the kids wearing the eye black and this sort of thing. I mean, um, is it it's sort of a source of pride? I wonder for you as a local hockey player that this is something that's uh, a bit of a beacon for hockey in Edmonton each year. Uh, 100%. It's your first opportunity to play for your province, I guess, right? Your first opportunity to play for something more than just your yourself, uh, in a way. Um, like I said, it's kind of your first time playing in front of people. Um, it's your first time, I'd say, other than maybe being in the, the newspaper for minor hockey week or something, it's your first time kind of being on the news and all that. So there's, there's all that that comes with it. and um, It's just for a 10-year-old, it's such a cool experience to be able to do that. Yeah, and you, I, I, Brendan and I were talking about it earlier. The uh, the Jersey game uh, at the brick level is high. I mean, every team looks unbelievable. Like, yeah. like when when you played, it had to be again. You landed up getting the Detroit one, but I, and I'm sure it was outstanding. But uh, I guess that's all part of it of making it um, making it as great uh, of an event as you possibly can. Is how well the teams are outfitted. Yeah, I, every year they seem to come up with uh, with better jerseys. I know for the brick, personally, I like the jerseys that we had the best. Uh, I do like what they got going on right now with the with the blue pants. I think that looks that looks awesome. Uh, and I, I love what they do too. The brick does a kind of a brick breakfast every year, and they bring out uh, brick alumni to just give out their third jerseys. 
Uh, I've been able to do it twice now where I came out and gave out a jersey. Um, and I like how they, they mix it up every year and they have something new for the kids. Uh, and it's just something that the kids look forward to. I know for sure those cool uniforms are, are awesome to wear. James Hamblin joining us right now of the Oilers organization looking back on on the Brick Invitational and and we can take a look at, at what's happened for you a lot more recently as well if you'd like James yeah. and to be you know, <laughs> 50, 52 American Hockey League games this year 28 points but uh, tell me about the 10 games you spent with the Oilers and what that experience was like learning the next level of being a pro. Yeah, it was, it was extremely special. Um, it's I, I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't just an experience for myself. It was almost a, a whole family experience. Uh, you don't you don't get to that kind of point without uh, without a lot of people behind you. So uh, it was extremely special to be able to share it with so many people uh, that helped me along the way. Uh, and it, it was a great learning experience. You know, I got to I got to see the ten games. I was here for for more than that too. So I got to you know be around the guys and. Just see what it takes to to be a player at that level, and I think it uh, it was a it was a big learning year for me, and um, you know it's it's exciting to try to make that continue to try to make that next step to to playing more games there next year. What was the the biggest difference you noticed from American League to NHL? The American League's incredible hockey, uh, but to come up to the National Hockey League for you as it was a forward, what did you notice as the biggest difference? Yeah, there's there's a massive difference. I think the biggest thing for me I found was just the pace of the game uh, and how much time you have. Uh, I, I I think I noticed it the most when, when I actually went back down and just how much the game kind of slowed down for me when I went back to the AHL. Um, just the puck moves faster. Everyone's decision-making is just that much quicker. And you just you really have no time out there. It's, it's really easy from the stands to – to watch and be and be saying you know you should be able to make that play or make that play here or there but when you're when you're out there and you got these these massive guys coming coming down at you it's uh it, it's really no time out there and i think that was the biggest thing i learned that's something that you now a couple years or three years into your condors um education can relay to some of the newer members of the team your carter savoys your ty tulios that sort of thing and james i know you've been a leader on on teams in the past three years captaining medicine hat is that something you've embraced now in your third season in the ahl as well yeah, I definitely felt like I, I had a bit more of a leadership role last year. I ended up wearing an A for, for Bakersfield. And, uh, I ended up having Xavier Borgo live with me, and um, I thought that was great. I got to try and teach him uh, as much as I could, not just uh, at the rink, but away from the rink, and how to how to be a pro, I guess, in, in every aspect of life, which is a major learning experience for a lot of players. So, you know, if I can help those those guys as much as possible, that's that's great, and I thought I had the, a lot of experience last year doing that, and I can continue to do that next year. Now, when you talk, we hear this a lot about you know, learning how to be a pro. Is is that everything from like the daily routine, what time you're going to bed, what what you're eating, and when? Like all of these things that sort of have to be a, a part of the daily process that maybe aren't harped on as much in junior. Like what 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 sort of nuances are you teaching somebody in their first year of of pro hockey? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that go into being a really good athlete, being a really good hockey player that uh, that you might not see, might not notice. A lot of guys come from from junior where they're you know they have billets. Uh, you know you're not really like you're on your own, but you're not on your own, right? You got your 
someone's making you food, grocery shopping, um, all that kind of stuff you don't really don't really think about as a kid. Now you're kind of sitting in, in your own apartment going, what do I do, right? So um, you're right when it comes to like managing your sleep, going to bed on time, not staying up and playing video games, uh, getting the proper nutrition, eating the right stuff. Uh, there's there's a lot more that goes into it that, uh, that you don't know. So, you know, being able to kind of show them the way a little bit there, just with sleep, nutrition, um, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, it goes a long way. How's the training going so far this summer? It's been really good. Uh, I'm extremely fortunate that I get to train here in Edmonton um, with uh, with Chad Drummond and, and Joel Jackson. They really push us. Uh, we got a good little group here still. Uh, Skinner and, and, and Ekholm uh, are around, so uh, we have a lot of fun. We push each other a lot. Uh, it's been it's been really good so far. We we play pickleball on pickleball on Wednesday, and we have a lot of fun doing that. So uh, it's been really good so far. How do those skills translate back to the ice? I know that uh, like we, Wayne Gretzky is probably the most famous example of somebody who really prioritized being a multi-sport athlete. But I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, James. That's maybe fallen by the wayside with the yard to the hockey school and that sort of thing so encouraging to hear you guys are out there playing something a little different yeah uh, you know what i it, it's good to just get out of the gym and uh you know have fun and uh, i think it definitely does translate in some way uh just being more athletic is, is always going to help you uh i don't want to say i'm the best uh of the three of us <laughs> at pickleball but uh you know i think my i think my game uh, talks for itself so <laughs> That's great. Well, that's good. You have those guys chase it around a little bit, James. There's nothing yeah, wrong exactly. with that. Yeah. You, uh, for summertime, do you are you one that that gets out on the golf course, or how do you like to spend the uh, the off time? Yeah, I do. I do golf a little bit. Uh, I try to go at least once a week. Uh, it's something that uh, my dad's kind of picked up a bit, so I go out with him uh, and some family friends. And uh, other than that, uh, you know, I just. I just try to relax, and um, you know the stress of the season can be uh, can be pretty tough. So, um, just uh, trying to relax as much as possible, and just get ready for for what's coming. Well, James, we'll uh, we'll set you free here. Can't thank you enough for uh, incredible insight into the past of your hockey career and, and into the present as well. And we'll wish you all the best in the future, and we'll connect again uh, around camp time. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Thank you. James Hamblin. Thank you very much, James, from the Oilers organization. Of course, uh, one of the prospects that they're willing to bring up, he's a guy that you can trust if you're a coach, I think is one of the key uh, elements to his game, I think is safe to say. Yes, absolutely. Uh, responsible in his own end uh, with offensive ability down at the other end and I saw it when he was in Medicine Hat. He was uh, a heavily relied upon player for the Tigers, and he's done that in Bakersfield as well, and looking to make that next step to the National Hockey League as a regular. And you can just hear the the level of intelligence in him in that conversation. He's helping other players in the organization better themselves and get to this next level as well. Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. And right now, you can get a free two-liter Coke with a purchase of $35 or more online or on the Royal Pizza app. Visit royalpizza.ca. Brendan and Cam back to wrap up the show after this. What a great chat with James oh, Hamlin that was. Unreal. I, you know, I was expecting, um, I don't know, but I wasn't expecting that. That was fantastic. 
He, he's an incredible guest. And, like, he, he was there yesterday. He was he, there. He's not blowing smoke, no. ladies and gentlemen. He took some time of his own, and he went down to watch the 10-year-olds play at the Brick Invitational. So uh, that's that's Edmonton right there. And I also love to hear that he's still on the ice with Skinner and Ekholm. That's great. It's so cool. Yeah. And Team Brick uh, does play this afternoon. They got uh, Saskatchewan Junior Pats at 3.50. There you go. And uh, the, the rest of this weekend, I guess, we'll have uh, quarterfinal action tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it starts at like 7.50, bright and early. And then yeah. the action in the afternoon is your semifinal, tomorrow being Saturday. Sunday, you'll see the final at noon. And right now, the clubhouse leaders are both Minnesota and Montreal yes. at 6-0. and Seeing if it, six yes, points. both both are are six and zero. Oh. Montreal Canadiens and Team Minnesota. Oh no, six games. Yeah. So how long are they here for? That's a long. That, you better be here a while if you're playing six games. Well, yeah, it started at the beginning of the week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's you're in for you're in for a haul. Locked in. They uh, you would definitely have to burn some time being a rug rat tearing around West Ed Mall. If you were here from Minnesota or yeah. Chicago or whatever, oh. maybe they got Mall of America in Minnesota. Maybe it's not a big deal to them. Well, but for the others, I don't know. I re- when Nick Bukestad came to the Oilers last year after the trading deadline, I did have a conversation with him a few days after and he talked about the brick tournament and playing in it and how excited he was to go to the water park when he was 10 and then how excited he was to take his kids to the water park once he was an oiler so that even and from minnesota it still resonated with him that uh, that that was a lot of fun that's, and it is a lot of fun yeah, that's, that's pretty good. awesome i mean like growing up i knew about the quebec peewee tournament as of, sort of the iconic one oh, huge. Right? and obviously having moved here now i understand the magnitude of this and the summer showcase that it is and you know, it's uh it's pretty neat and i guess it, we'll see it all uh, come to a conclusion for another year here and then we get the female version of it starting yes. up next week as well is that the what is it, the Tournament of Roses, something like that? Is what? that what it is? It is have War a... for the Roses. There it War is. War for the Roses is the official title. There you go. So lots of hockey action here throughout the summer. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Word on the street. Is they're going to Nashville in the early season. And word oh, on the yeah. street, Cam, is... yes. You don't sleep in Nashville. It's a wonderful city, and I find there are a lot of things for just about anybody to do there. If you can't find something to do, you're not looking very hard. It is a wonderful place. I gotta hit Tootsies before I die. That's my game plan. 1966, we go. <laughs> the getting oil. in's easy. It's the getting out that's hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Former Oiler Tony Herkus born this day in 1966 in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Played uh, 36 games in the 97-98 season. Put up 19 points, which wasn't bad for a mid-season waiver claim. Traded then with Bobby Dallas to Pittsburgh for Joseph the next season different time in Oilers hockey I mean they were still making waves in the playoffs but certainly not with the kind of excitement and potential that this team is dripping with right now yeah definitely a a different time but there were there were some exciting playoff series in that era although the Oilers were you know heavy underdogs with that that win against Dallas and that win against Colorado back then 
<laughs> the Curtis <laughs> Joseph years. Yes, Ken Hitchcock on the Dallas Stars at that time. Okay, so as far as what we're keeping our eyes on through the weekend, hockey-wise, is Alex Dabrinkit going to end up signing, or is it an offer sheet from Detroit? What does this look like? What happens with Ryan McLeod? Do they settle this before it gets to an arbitration hearing? And when that's settled, does that finally allow for an Evan Bouchard deal to be reached? What is that going to look like? Is it going to have to be a one-year deal? After talking to Elliot, I'm a little more convinced it might have it might, to be. Yeah. The dollars and cents are tight in Edmonton. And my pipe dream of Jonathan Taves for one year at $1 million, well, that's going to be too expensive even at that price. So uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting stretch here. Cam and I will have quite a few shows to break it down with you over the next several weeks. Yep. Bob on the golf course today. I don't expect that to be the habit, but uh, man, the, the guy needs some time off as well, so we'll keep you entertained in the meantime. It's always a pleasure to do so. Cam, thanks for sitting in today. Really appreciate that. And to everybody who texted as well. Reed yeah, Wilkins has the show tonight. Six to eight inside sports. He will have uh, Blake Dermott on to talk about that Elks game yesterday. Good grief. 12-11 the final. They are 0-5 since ni- first, fr- first time since 1965. I'm going to tune in because I want to hear Blake's take on it a day later. Yeah. He's had some time to digest it. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what he has to say. Drew Remenda coming up as well. With uh, likely some thoughts on Eric Carlson, that would be my best bet. What's going to happen there in San Jose? I don't know if it's a fit for the Oilers. That'd have to be a pretty heavy retention by uh, by Greer in the San Jose. I'm not sure that they're all that interested in that. We'll talk all about that next week. Bob will be back on Monday. In the meantime, we'll send it off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from two to three, and then Chelsea on chat with Chelsea Bird at three o'clock so long everybody from the 630 chad studios